Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Difficult Conversations Over Coffee. We are excited to start this journey with you and let you into our world. As you enjoy our conversations, please understand that information contained here is of a general nature. The content provided may not apply to you or your symptoms. You may not rely on this information as a substitute for mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment. With that being said, let's get into it. We're going to talk about some touchy topics on this one. Family, relationships, and mental health. What is one thing now as your adult self that you find that you're trying to unlearn that you've learned in your house? Ooh, I have one. I have plenty, but one that is actually plays a huge role in how I navigate in my professional world is people-pleasing and, and seeking approval from people who are supposed to be in an authority position, like managers or supervisors. Mm-hmm. And any time that they call me, can you call this time? I go into that little girl setting where I'm so freaked out that mm-hmm. I'm going to be in so much trouble. Usually it's just about like, it's not anything bad, but I feel like also you, you that, almost have like a visceral Yes. And reaction. it's like scary. It's very scary. When you and, get like called to the office or like, let's talk about it or something. It's like, yeah. It's like not even called it like message. For example, yeah. can you call me when you get a second? <gasps> Do you get like your heart racing? Heart, races? Yes. My heart racing, anxiety, fear, looking for exit strategies. What do I say? Playing out the scenario. Everything. Like, basically. What did I do in the last 10? When was the last time I talked to her? Who complained about me? What did I do wrong? Did I say something to a client that I didn't know that I said? Mm -hmm. So I'm very diplomatic person Mm -hmm. as a whole. When that statement happens, Mm -hmm. even that sentence of like, can you please call me when you get a chance? Can we talk in a minute? Let me know when you're available to talk. I'm freaking out because I'm like, what did I do? Because the fact is that even though I know that I'm a diplomatic and somebody who doesn't hurt other people, I doubt that. In my head, I'm doubting it. Mm. Like my mind is does not trust what just happened. It's like going into the scenario of survival. Mm-hmm. Where so does what, it come from? Yeah, where did you what, learn that? Obviously, family. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the answer. In what way, though? In what way? When I was a kid, like especially when you were raised with a big family, when you're a kid... You know, anytime you do something wrong, oh, I'm going to tell mom on you. And then you get in trouble or your mom says, I will speak to you about this later. A lot. I hate later. And then because she can't do it right now. Because you're in public or something. Exactly. And then there's that look mom gives you too. So you feel, can this ground just swallows me in and never come out of it? And that's what you feel like is that suspend, right? And it's also a power thing that parents have on you where they don't tell you what you have done wrong. And then they leave you in this window of agony. NFC. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're punishing me. I think, I don't even care about the punishment that's going to come later. I can't wait for you to talk to me. The whole time, I'm just like, this anxiety. And I, I recognize it. And I think recently, my supervisor talked about it. And she also had the same thing. I was in the meeting with my supervisor. And she's like, oh, my supervisor is calling me. Dobby, can I get off? I was like, sure, go ahead. And then I realized. I'm not the only one who's freaking out. And she came back and she's like, do you also get the same feeling when I message you? I said, oh yeah, 100%. We get freaked out. She's like, oh my God, I need to be mindful of that because now that if my supervisor is calling me, I'm freaking out and you guys are freaking out when I call you. So that means that the chain, and it's so normalized in all society. 
on learning that. Secondly, like people pleasing, like, oh, I hate people pleasing. And I think recognize I'm learning that, even though I'm now I'm excited about the topic. People pleasing is, is really hard to unlearn. And I feel like as a therapist, I really want to tell parents, please let your kids say no to you at home and let them be firm about it mm-hmm. and make sure that they're okay with saying no to you. Because I promise you, you think that you being an authoritative to your kids and saying that your kids are afraid of you and respecting you in your household, that might be a good thing for now, mm-hmm. but you're setting them up for relationships you're setting them up for a professional environment and like friendship because then all they're going to do is making sure that everybody's happy with them and then they are not going to worry about what happens to them. Mm-hmm. And if they have a safe environment in their household, kids, like I wish that's what my parents did with me. It's like they allowed me to say no and they allowed me to and not be worried so much about them validating my no and mm-hmm. that I did something wrong or mm-hmm. being question that I said no it's so hard to do the habe light is so hard to do like when my child says no I'm like what do you mean no like I don't know but that's your own I don't want to say trauma but that's your mm-hmm. own experience playing out right yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. I I feel for me specifically a very two days ago so Yusuf climbed into our bed and he slept in between me and my husband and then he was kicking me all night long and he was kicking me he's like mommy no but he's sleeping like mommy no 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 wait 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 i want cow cow and then he like kept kicking me and he's sleep talking he stopped sleep talking and he's kicking me and then he started slapping me and wallahi when i tell you what this kid i'm turning into a mom that her her son beats her what is this (laughs) and i was like literally i got up and i'm getting like super like angry angry yeah, and i'm no. like how could my son hit me yeah. i am turning such into such a softy and i was like hold on a second my kid feels safe he feels like even in day in day-to-day life like when mm-hmm. he's angry and he's like mommy no and then he's like he pushes he can do that because he knows there's nothing mm-hmm. coming back at him mm-hmm. does that make sense there's like no there's fear. no fear yeah. coming yeah. and i'm not gonna teach him fear like i mm-hmm. but then my instinct was like to mamali, like yeah, you know no, what I mean. How like, dare how you? dare you? Yeah. But then I had to control that yeah. and be like, okay, he feels safe, he feels good, and he to be able to do that to express that. And I'm like, Yusuf, no hitting mommy. Like, you know, it's okay. Right. Like, let's talk. Why are you angry? So that was that was a thing that like a two step process where like I was like, okay, I am getting angry, yeah. but there's a reason why he feels the way he's feeling, mm-hmm. and but it's so hard. I understand. But I have to like there. There are moments I don't catch myself. I promise. Mm-hmm. But there are moments where you catch yourself and you're like, "Oh, this is this is my trauma. This right. is my trauma playing, yeah, yeah. showing up, showing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I'm like gonna pass it down to my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes it takes a lot of work. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't realize that, and- but I'm just as a you being as a parent. I'm just trying to show you how to paint a picture of. Do you want your child to be in the world where they're being taken advantage by other people because they're so afraid of losing those relationships, or do you want your child to understand their own self worth? <laughs> they're loved no matter what equal relationship that comes in their life. They're okay. You know what I mean? They're hundred percent okay. And like not worrying so much about what they say, how they say it, mm-hmm. you know, worrying so much about making sure that everybody else is taken care of except them themselves. Yeah, themselves. And I feel like 
I'm the child, for example, right? You're the parent right now. Mm-hmm. I am telling you as a child of who has been through it, hey, parent, please don't let your kids be safe enough to tell you no in your house. And then if you parents can't, like it's something coming up for you, walk away. Like go sit in the kitchen for a little bit or let your kid have a space. There is, because I'm not raising a Faranji. Let's be honest, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not raising a Faranji person. So good kundota is good sometimes for me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. I second that. Sometimes. Not always. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. There are certain boundaries. Mm-hmm. So I do believe like my parents were, I was scared of my mom. I was scared of my dad. I in think a there's a healthy positive, level. Yeah, in a yeah. very healthy way. I respected and admired my parents so much. The way they communicated with each other, the way they communicated with me. The way my, one thing my mom taught me was like, after discipline, there's always a conversation. Like you did this and this was your consequence. Mm -hmm. And then this doesn't mean that you're a bad kid or you're, this doesn't define you or whatever, whatever. But in the world, every action has a consequence. And Mm -hmm. this was the consequence and that's all it was. Mm -hmm. I think explaining. It doesn't have anything to do with the way I feel about you, how I feel, you know, I love you. You are still a good girl. You're still, you know, you're going to do great things, but this thing wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And and that conversation, and you shouldn't have done that. that. And with me also, like the way I basically, I used to babysit my nieces and stuff like that. And I basically, for one of my nieces, like her second mom and our relationship till this day she's like she calls me her best friend because when I was babysitting her I would have the same thing like for her actions there's consequences and then after her consequences I will have conversations about them and be like and then let her express our feelings like do you think it was fair do you feel heard you feel understood okay what do you think could have gone better like, mm-hmm. what was going on what was going through your mind mm-hmm. you know yeah. and then there was this debriefing that happens that helps. So I think that's also the thing is like, okay, I will let you feel your feelings. I'll be let you have those emotions, be expressive, do all those things. But you cannot just say no and throw tantrums. And Can you define what Farangi raising kids looks like? I think maybe she's talking about like different parenting styles, maybe. Different parents. Yeah. It's very vague. So yeah, what did you mean by that? I want my kids to be kind and well-mannered. Well-mannered, not in the sense that they're subservient or obedient, but in the way that like, okay, I'm going to, like Ahun, for example, this is one thing I'm, this is a working progress. Like my kids by no means are like perfect, right? Like when I'm entering someone's space, I'm going to acknowledge that that's their space, that's their toy. And like, let's, I'm going to ask to share, please and thank yous. And like, I'm not going to just like, let you steal my, like that age of like, I'm not going to just let my kid take someone else's toy Mm -hmm. and keep it because he feels like it. That's not okay. Can I add something? Yeah. I think like when you said, I'm not raising a Farangi, what my mind automatically went to is like, we have, like, we have a certain way that child upbringing is outlined your child is supposed to know what rights they have over you so it's it's a very intentional way of raising somebody versus like and it goes I feel like it goes even deeper than parenting styles Mm -hmm. because there is a place for discipline there is a place for exploring emotions and stuff like that and it's not like just leaving it to chance or whatever it's like very intentional parenting that's what I think of yeah it's also like for me, like I literally genuinely envision a person that is 
I want to be able to raise a kid that's holistic, that's a person that ha- that can exist in a Western community that, you know, knowing, again, you know, not having my traumas, not having my boundary issues or whatever the case is, right? Or my people-pleasing personality. I want to be able to be aware of that and I want that my child to exist in this in these spaces and thrive and be, you know, assertive. But at the same time, I also want my child to hold on to his Eastern cultural identity. identity. Yeah. And that meaning that... But we're talking about emotional aspect of it, the skills and behavioral things that you have learned in your household yeah. and how that has a negative implication onto you as an adult. And going back to the actual specific question that you asked, some of the things that you have learned in your household and how did that play in your mental health? We're not talking about how to raise a kid. We're talking about how do we raise mental health, emotional supported child. Answer your question, I would say, I would let my kids say no, but yeah. with boundaries. Yeah. And yes. no is not always enough. You can't just say no whenever you want to. Yeah. That's right. that's the thing. That's I will let you I will let certain no's go because I will let you know that saying no is okay, but not every answer can be no. Or like not that could not just be your answer. Does okay. that make sense? Mm-hmm. I need an explanation. I want to know why you are saying no. I will let my kids say no to me. Mm-hmm. And feel comfortable to say no to me, mm-hmm. but to also understand that your no could get vetoed. Right. When you're, you know what I mean? Your no could get vetoed, and I, I'm more than willing to let your no get vetoed if it's unreasonable. Or mm-hmm. even for me, if it's like, hey, your no is inconvenient to me at this moment. Right. Mm-hmm. right. You know what I mean? And th- that's what I mean. And as the parent, you have the final say. Yeah. Because you're still the person in authority on this how, relationship. How I would, what I would unlearn, I would say is, to build boundaries and to like not be accessible all the time. And I feel like if I, and also to not like say, to not believe that if I'm not accessible, if I'm not present, if I'm not always your yes man, that either your love or affection for me is not like, it's mm-hmm. going to diminish. Not it's that. not, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not weighed on that. Because yeah. I think for me specifically, I grew up, I don't know. I think it, it, it's, I grew up in the space where I felt grateful. I felt grateful. I felt like people were doing so much for me all the time. So I always felt like I owed people everything all the time consistently. And it's not necessarily, again... Was this expressed to you or you like, how did you learn this? It's like someone doesn't have to be like, you owe me everything all the time, every day for the rest of your life. But if they're like the day before, you know, an event or something, hey, can you come and like do this thing that's going to take like 12 hours of your day you understand that like they expect it that they expect it it's not a question so that's that's the thing that or it would be like why can't you do that right like can you just call in sick what do right. you mean can i call in sick right mm-hmm. or can, how can you you know whatever the case is or like you're so uh, selfish or the idea of being selfish but sometimes you have to be selfish I'm not even being selfish. I'm just, ju- I just have just plans and I can, I, I'm just not available. Mm-hmm. So like building those boundaries and being able to say no. And I don't, mm-hmm. I know I just said, I will let my kids say no, <laughs> but I'm like 25 years old. I can say no. Just being able to say no and not feel guilty about it. And like, no being a, like a full sentence. I have still haven't learned that. Like my no's always come with because, mm-hmm. but like sometimes having to be like, no, I can't do it. Sorry. No, I'm not available. Or not even just to say sorry. No, I can't do it. No, I can't do it. Yeah. But then that or I defined, don't want to. Yeah. But then that defined to the 
family setting as a disrespect. As right? a disrespect, yeah. because yes. you're challenging a new way of saying, "Hey, I can't do it today." Yeah, yeah. You know, and how could you not, not be able it? to do it? Yeah, and it's 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 something that you have to unlearn and like be okay yeah. with. That's one of the big things yeah. for me as well. And yeah. I think. Like when you start saying no, you almost the same thing we're talking about with you, the habit. Like you, you feel like, oh my gosh, what yeah. are, you know what I mean? Like, what are they gonna think of me? Is it possible that it, like you start even if when you say, oh, I can't do it, you start doubting yourself mm-hmm. after oh, the yeah. fact and saying, okay, could I have made that happen? You know, mm-hmm. even if it's gonna stretch you, you know, mentally, financially, you know, and just like put a burden on you, you are willing to take your like let yourself down right in order not to let that person down and i i think in on many ways is that what's been taught is to how to disrespect ourselves yeah yeah yep. you know what i mean because yeah. you are able to disrespect yourself in order to make other people happy mm-hmm. but then there is underlying issues as again we're going back to mental health is that where you become very angry mm-hmm. resentful and sad because you're not able to stand up for yourself mm-hmm. and then you say me these people should know better Like, you're my my family, you're my siblings, you're my aunt, you're my uncle, you're my father, you're my mother. Mm -hmm. You should know that I, if I wanted to. That I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. If I could, I could give you the whole world, but right now I can't. And if I say no, does that diminish the love that you have for me? Mm -hmm. And then, but you make it sound like that is the punishment because if I didn't do it, I'm punished now. I have to be much more nicer. Yeah. And now you go, you roll back on the boundaries. On the boundaries that you set. Yeah. Because you feel guilty. You Mm -hmm. feel outcasted. Now you're going to be the one that says no to the family. Mm -hmm. But I said no because I couldn't do it. Maybe I was sick. And it's funny because in certain, in certain situations, like, they wouldn't do what they expect you to you do. To do yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the part that yeah. I am learning and that yeah. I learned. And because I used to be very, very gullible. The thing is, another thing I'm unlearning is that because I'm willing to do it for other people, it doesn't mean that they're willing to do it for me. Mm. Say that again. Mm -hmm. Because I'm willing to do it for other people, it doesn't mean that they're willing to do it for me. Mm -hmm. Just because they expect me to do it for them, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean they will, they expect themselves to do it for me either. So that's one thing I'm learning and that I'm paying attention to because there are situations where you, people expect you to like literally move on eggshells yeah. with like backwards on fire mm-hmm. and then you're like hey can you pass me the water and they're like why no, don't you can't you can yeah. get it yourself yeah and it's like wait <laughs> yeah. a second there were certain situations with this specific people that the way Allah played it it's, it was because it was years in gap right so there was a certain situation where I couldn't be present for the specific person Let's say, for example, I don't know, like, I'm trying to be very vague. Yeah, let's just say I couldn't be yeah. present for something huge that was happening into the, in their life. And I couldn't be present because they didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell me. They expected me to be there. And to, they expected Without my help. Without communicating. Yeah. yeah. They, okay. couldn't communic- they didn't communicate that they needed my help, uh-huh. but they expected me to help and to be there. Like five years later, the same situation. And I said, well, I apologized for that. I said, hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I know you're mad at me. But I didn't think you wanted me or needed me there but because you didn't tell me. And the person said, you should have known that I needed your help. You should have known that you had to be there to help me, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, I will own it. I should have known. I probably I would have been there. Then five years later, the way Allah planned it, same exact situation. 
I was in the other person's shoes and that person didn't show up. Mm. Didn't show up, didn't and then and then I was like Did you I asked them it the same way? No, I didn't I mm-hmm. only cared because they yeah. like ostracized me for not being there or them expecting me to be there and so on and so forth. So I asked them, I was like, hey, you said that you how come you didn't come or whatever, whatever. And they said, You didn't tell me, you didn't invite me. Yeah. And I was like, Oh wait a second. Aren't you supposed to ex- know that they <laughs> need you? Like, or hear it that you know? You know yeah. yeah, and I'll, and they're like, literally, I'll, and they're like, oh, I see what. And then they turn it into some. I see what you're doing now. Yeah, that taught me like people sometimes even they expect certain things of you mm-hmm. that they're not willing to do for you. Yeah. and so that's that's also something that you have to have mercy on yourself, which is what like building boundaries and creating boundaries looks like mm-hmm. and you are able to see it more mm-hmm. when you start building these boundaries and you start saying no mm-hmm. you're like wait i said no to this and you were just pissed but then when you said no you know but you expected me i want to unlearn is the academic relation to self-worth like knowing that school is not the only way to matter and to be successful and just because you have a certain level of degree and You know, like for me, I had, there was a huge correlation between like having degrees and like being important. Mm. And once like there was a semester I had to get out of school because of the fact that like I was sick and I thought I was like, mm. I'm not important. You're I'm not, not worthy. I'm not smart. I'm not smart. I have I'm, no future. Exactly. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's about expectation, family in general, when it comes to mental health is that To be aware of like areas that you know that is not serving you well in your adult life. And I know for a fact, a lot of, for a lot of people, boundaries are still issues. Mm-hmm. And especially if you are a very enmeshed family coming from, especially from an immigrant background, it's hard to set, it's difficult to set up boundaries. Oh, can I say something on that real quick? Yeah. I feel like our parents and certain people that are first generation immigrants. Yeah their experiences mm-hmm. and they are consistently living on survival mode yeah. and they don't understand that you are not living on survival mode. Your trials and tribulations are dressed as hard, but in different ways. Exactly. And they won't understand. And that also creates friction. And that also could be an impediment on your mental health because yeah. you feel like you are not, your issues are not significant or important yeah the immigrant family which is who's living on survival mode and then the kids that are growing up here they're not understanding each other yeah. and then there's no way that the people who are living on survival mode recognize this is a trauma trigger let me work on trying to understand my child and communicate where i'm coming from or being vulnerable saying look I understand it like this. Mm-hmm. I know you don't have the same trials as I do or the same stress as I do. What's happening is that You know, there's a kid on this side and the parents on the other side where they're not meeting in the middle. Yeah. And then that's where that stems from, the stress and the anxiety. I feel like for parents and for family members that also might not understand that they might be playing in someone else's mental health issues, just to be present, right? And to be to be merciful. Mm-hmm. What would you guys, in a short manner, how would you guys, what would be an advice that you would give to family members to help each other out and not be the source of someone else's mental health struggles? I would say it's not. Sometimes a lot of the things that your kids are going through, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. And their stories are not the same as yours. And There's, sometimes it is about you. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But, you know, <laughs> what I mean by that is that they'll make it like, they'll make it all about them, right? It's like, 
oh, am I not being a good parent? Am I not be serving you well? I'm giving you food. No, it's not just about you. Mm-hmm. I'm also struggling here with something else. Yeah. That is yeah. external problems that I'm having, plus, you know, trying to navigate our relationship. Yeah. At that point, what I mean by that is like, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. I, I just had a really rough day at work mm-hmm. and I'm going to go stay in the room. Yeah. yeah. And your child is expressing what they need and give them what they need. And I feel like the biggest thing that helps with that is having that line of communication with your child or anybody, you know, your close family circle for them to feel comfortable enough to say, hey, this is what I'm going through. Because that's one of the biggest issues I feel like I picked up growing up. It was like communication and Mm -hmm. like I didn't have really good examples of having really effective communication. And so I feel like that really had an impact on me and growing up, I really had to unlearn a lot of that because like I'm really conflict averse, you know, Mm -hmm. and that probably came from (laughs) that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I never got to develop or see like what it means to confront somebody if you are having issues or, you know, if you didn't like how they talk to you, what's a good productive way to go about doing that so I would say just you know talking to your kids and always opening that line of communication so you know setting up boundaries and understanding expectation within our families are all good skills that to have but I would say that you know in today's conversation the things that we kind of touched up is something that a lot of families and kids in our generation goes through and I think both parents and the kids finding a way to communicate themselves learning how to be compassionate to our own struggles and giving each other space. And if there's some new on starting that conversation that's coming up is to be open-minded. And it's not about disrespect. It's not about punishment. It's just about growing differently with an emotional health. So I hope that this conversation kind of resonates for anyone that's listening and being able to maybe start at the beginning of the conversation. I don't think it's a solution, but it's the start of the conversation. It's something I feel like we're always going to keep coming back to because like family upbringing and how you grew up and everything like that, it's a huge factor Uh, a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time in mental health issues and, you know, mental health. And this is important uh, and families have to look out for another. And uh, it's a space that we all need to navigate. And this is a really, really good conversation. This was Difficult Conversations, y'all. Thank you for listening. I am Bonnie. I'm Abshiro. I'm Dahabe. And this is Difficult Conversations. Difficult Conversations.